Hello, I'm Jessica Mallory. And I'm Rhea Soderberg. Welcome to The Crowded Table. So, Jessica, how are you today? I'm doing fine. I'm a little tired. I have I have some sick kids home from school and just I don't know. That Stayed is not up fun. Late, and, <laughs> but we're fine. Good, yeah. good. How about you? Doing well. We are. Let's see. Busy with school. Like right now with the winter and February and everything that's happening, we have. Oh. It just feels like those winter schlumps without being like the winter schlumps because I actually like the snow. I would rather it be wintry Mm -hmm. than gray and kind of in between. Yeah. But still, it's February. It feels like February. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We just got a nice, uh, not, I wouldn't say blanket, but we got a nice layer of snow after very little snow and it did not feel... It hasn't felt like winter to me at all no, for like no. the last month. And yeah, January was really just non-wintery, right? Kind of ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the snow covers up all the gray and makes everything bright. It does. But... It makes it bright and cheerier looking. Yeah, but it's still it's it's still that kind of wintry schlump. And yes. I was just talking with one of my sisters this morning, and we were saying how. Um, I mean, it could be like this for a while yet, so we have to kind of adjust our attitude and make sure that, yes, we are longing for spring, but we still may have winter for quite a while. Oh, yeah. So. Snow can persist through April. Yes. Well, and that's the beautiful thing about primroses. Yes. (laughs) At the grocery store. (laughs) You can just bring them home and fill your table, and it helps you get, you know, that past that while you're longing for spring. Yes. Yes. So... We've put out a couple episodes, um, and we would like to give a little bit more of an introduction to why we're doing this podcast and a little bit about who we are. So this yeah. this episode is just going to give you guys more of an intro to yeah us and the podcast. Yeah. Who are these people talking? <sighs> yes, yes. <laughs> At this point, we're assuming that a lot of the people listening are people who already know us, <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully we will eventually be reaching people that we don't know in real life, and we would love for you to just have a little opportunity to know who we are a little bit more. Indeed. So I think we're going to start by talking about why we chose our podcast name, The Crowded Table. What, so we, Ray and I both have a deep love of home and homemaking and tables are very central to a lot of what we do. And so having a name that was kind of focused on a table made sense in a lot of ways. Well, it's a heart of the home. Yes. Yes. Um, But as we were talking more about you know, wanting to really have a name that reflected the direction that we wanted to go with the podcast. A a picture that started to come to mind was the table being kind of the foundational stuff that holds everything together and the crowded part being all the variety that each family brings to their individual tables. Right, right. So that kind of that picture of we all have a table... Um, we all have this foundation in common 
but what are the things that we're bringing to it? And that's where we see a lot of variety and opportunities for creativity. A lot of fullness. Yeah. Very full. Full and crowded, overflowing with all the different things. So we have everything from a huge variety of um, callings, careers, um, family dynamics, as well as people and everyday things. Like a crowded table can be crowded because it's full of laundry that you're folding, or it can also be crowded because you literally have a bunch of people around it, or it can be crowded because you are like Jessica in the middle of midwifery school and it's full of paperworks and books and computers as you are learning and cooking and caring for your family. So yeah, most tables, everyone has a table and it's always crowded with something. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, if I would say too, if you feel like your table isn't crowded, maybe there's opportunity to think of how you could crowd your table a little bit more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love Embrace that. Embrace the crowded part. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's fullness <clears throat> and it's goodness. Yeah. Okay. So Jessica, why don't you tell people who you are? <laughs> okay. So let's see. I, um, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I I love Jesus. I have known him since I was, really since I can remember, I was blessed to be born into a Christian home. I have wonderful parents. Um, I'm the oldest of six children. Uh, I was I was homeschooled and uh, had a lot of opportunity um, as a child to experience kind of um, a more agrarian lifestyle in a lot of ways. We We often had animals and a large garden and all of all of that plays into loves that I have now your mom's garden was epic yeah my mom my mom up until very recently kept a very large garden that I was blessed to benefit from (laughs) (laughs) so um I I was born in California my family moved to Montana when I was a teenager and that is where I met my husband Ransom Mm -hmm. and we lived in Montana. Um, so we were married in 2005. Um, so we've been married for almost 16 years. Wow. We, all of our children were born in Montana. Our oldest is 14 and our youngest is seven. Um, did I say I have five children? (laughs) Anyhow, yes, five children, 14 down to seven. Um, we moved to Northern Idaho uh, has it been three years or going on four? four. It's it's <gasps> four years ago. Last month right. was when we made when the decision announced. to start mo- pursuing the move. That's amazing. <laughs> crazy, yeah. It feels so strange because that's like most of your youngest child's life now. I know. Yeah, wow. she will. She will remember Idaho as home much right. more strongly than than Montana. Montana, yeah. So, um, Northern Idaho is where Rhea's family has been for a long time. Um, Ray and I, being sister-in-laws, we've been very close for, um, really, my entire married yeah. life. And yeah. her husband was one of my, he's my only oldest brother. And we were best friends growing up. Yeah. So it just felt natural that we would be too. Yeah, yeah. So... Our family's lived in northern Idaho almost four years. It's funny. I have always had an interest in women's health and specifically midwifery. 
I had no plans of pursuing it until after my children were quite a bit older. But when we moved to Idaho, God just basically dropped midwifery in my lap. And it was clear <laughs> that, okay, this is the moment to yeah. move forward with this, uh, yeah. with this path. So um, I've been in midwifery school for almost two years. And um, God willing, in three-ish years, I'll be graduating and pursuing... Um, either my own practice or a group practice. I don't, I don't know exactly what it'll look like when I graduate, but doing midwifery one way or another. So that's a, that's a really fun, relatively new uh, piece of my life. Um, yeah, I, um, some things that I'm just generally interested in. I, I love cooking. I love, um, I love the whole story of food in general. I love, um, learning about um, food cultivation, preparation, kind of, you know, from, from seed all the way up to table mm-hmm. or from, from the pasture to the table. <laughs> um, so I'm very drawn to, you know, the concept of like a small farm. We don't currently live on a small farm, but that's, that's something that I'm very attracted to. My husband's very attracted to. Um, I love making things. Uh, I, I haven't done that a lot with school recently, but I do love sewing and yeah, um, do various like fiber arts, crocheting, knitting. Um, I love reading too, which school has been fun for feeding my love of reading. Um, I can't so wait yeah. till we do the <clears throat> podcast where you talk about midwifery school and women's health oh and all of that. <laughs> I am looking forward to that one. She has so many fun things to say about all of this. We've had oh. some great conversations well, about this. It would be fun to get some of your co-workers on here to yeah, discuss this. That would be fun. That, that would be, be great. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> so that's who I am um, in a nutshell. And yeah, Rhea, yeah. tell us about yourself. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> so let's see. I, as Jessica mentioned, was born and raised in Montana. Uh, I am the second oldest of 11 siblings. And fun kind of background with me. Um, I met my husband. We moved to Arizona for a very short amount of time in my childhood. I met my husband when I was eight. Uh, Even before I saw his face, I heard his voice and I knew he was the one I was going to (laughs) marry. Kind of reminds me of that. Well, you know, just that soulmate sort of hilarity, but it, you know, when you have an experience like that, you like, hmm, maybe there's something to that. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so we um, moved back to Montana. We bought a piece of property and we lived for seven years before I got married um, without electricity, without running water. Uh, We lived, we were literally building a house around us on a piece of property. I, as I mentioned in the cooking episode, cooked, you know, on a wood cook stove. Uh, it was a great experience, honestly. Like it was hard mm-hmm. at the time. There were, but even then we, we looked around and could see the goodness there. And so, um, I'm thankful for those experiences now. I mean, if things go down, I'm your lady. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can, I can, you know, I can survive. We can survive an apocalypse better than most people. And yeah, we 
sometimes we'll also say, you know, there are times that it's just, you just need to go see Jesus. <laughs> so <laughs> we're very grateful for both things, the ability exactly. to survive and the willingness to just die and go be with Jesus. <laughs> That's a rabbit trail, but anyhow. <laughs> That's another podcast. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, sometime we will talk about our family's experiences with Y2K. This this would be funny. But oh anyhow, yeah, and, and you know, last year, that's all I kept thinking about. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. uh, so let's see. Yeah, after I got married, I married uh, sweet that sweet man, and we moved to Idaho where he was living. We have been here... Well, for 18 years now, because we've been married just 18 years, which is really funny. We're, we jokingly say our marriage is now an adult. So, um, yeah, we have two kids. We have two children um, here on earth and six children up in heaven. And we absolutely adore them. They are ages almost 15 and almost 17. In a month, they will, they will turn that next, I don't know, something about that next stage feels so much older yeah I don't know why it just does yeah 16 for me feels like a milestone and then after 16 it just feels so solidly into the later teen years and the 20s are right around the corner yeah so I think that's it I can smell the empty nest it's not that far away (laughs) but anyway I so I keep myself busy with uh, an interior design business I started. I've been an entrepreneur as long as we've been married, so it's I always have some little side hustle going on besides being a full-time homemaker, mom, wife, friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I have um, yeah, I have an interior design business going, which I love. That's my passion. My passion is helping women create a beautiful home and uh, creating a beautiful home where they're at. That's the thing. Like mm-hmm. uh, where they're at in the season of life, but also where they're at um, financially, where they're at geographically and um, helping them. I don't know. I think sometimes people can get intimidated, yeah. intimidated by how to um, create a beautiful home if they feel like they're not naturally gifted in that area or they feel like they don't have all the money. To make it happen. And I love helping women find that. That's that's a really fun part. And I I got a lot of that from my mother. She had a passion for um, creating beauty wherever she went. And Mm -hmm. she still does. I mean, she's still very much that way. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little bit about what I'm doing now. As Jessica said earlier, I don't ever remember not being a Christian. But there were definitely times when... I noticed, you know, a leap in or a milestone mm-hmm. in Christianity in my life. Um, came from a long line of Christians, and I'm very thankful for that heritage and that gift. Um, so, yeah, that's a little... Am I leaving anything out? I don't think so. I, I think mean, that's a general overarching. Yeah, yeah. We can get more into some of those things down the road, but yeah, yeah, that's that's a little bit about who I am, who Jessica is, and so that you actually can know a little bit about us, and when you listen to us, you have a little bit of background for what we're talking about when we're talking about it. Yeah, who are these people? Who that are, are these talking people? To me, <laughs> yes, and Jess and I are, you know, 
we always shy a little bit away from using the term best friends because we have multiple best friends. <laughs> so we call each other besties. And that's just, yeah, we we love to talk to each other. We love to get together and discuss things. And we're good for each other because we're very different, yeah. but very similar. Um, yeah. Jessica and I's personalities are actually very different. She is far more like my husband and <laughs> I am like her husband. So <laughs> as you can imagine, that's... It's, you know, it makes sense why we would get along so well, but it's also been kind of funny because we are in many ways very different. Yeah. We're, I think we're all very good for each other because of the differences. Mm -hmm. I I think we balance each other out. (laughs) It's a good iron sharpens iron situation, but we also know how to have fun and just enjoy ourselves with each other. So yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been good. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Definitely one of the greatest blessings in my life. All right. So, Jessica, what goals do you have for this year? What What would you like to see? Mm. Well, currently I'm on a short break from school, which is a huge blessing. I've been doing school nonstop for 20 months. Wow. <laughs> and I, I have had like little two, three week breaks in there, but not enough to really feel like I could catch my breath and right. our family needed a break. So... I'm enjoying that. Um, I during the break, I really do want to just do some deeper, like home organization stuff. I want to tackle our atrocious shop. <laughs> we have a shop on the back of our property that I like. If anyone ever sees it, which we really try to prevent, but if someone has to see it, we will tell them. Please do not think we have lost our salvation <laughs> over this shop. It's just, it's so bad. <laughs> It's so bad. And Rhea's laughing because she knows it's so bad. (laughs) Anyhow, so I want to tackle the shop. I would love to, you know, sell some stuff. I would also really like to get my sewing supplies out and sew Mm. with my daughter. Uh, She, so my oldest daughter is 13 and she loves making things. She's incredibly creative. She's very artistic. yeah, Yeah, she's, she really is I mean, I know parents are biased, but I think she's gifted. <laughs> um, so I want to I wanna make things with her. It's just something that she and I have not been able to do at all since I've been in school. And just kind of um, fluffing my nest and filling, filling those tanks in yeah. my people. Yeah. But then I will be going back to school in May, beginning of May. And it's always challenging to do school through the summer because kids are off school and right. there's a lot of stuff planned. Um, we have several family vacations planned, um, a family wedding coming up. So there will be kind of back to that, um, just the reality of balancing everything. I'm, I'm hoping my break can be a time that I um, can lay some good foundations for doing that next incredibly busy phase really well. Right. So... Right. Um, that's where your planning skills come in handy. Yeah. Like you're a good organizer and planning at, and planning things. So that's, yeah. that's where knowing the season yeah. that you're in is helpful. Yeah, definitely. It's and yeah, I, planning is very, very helpful, but there's always the piece of, okay, now you actually have to do the plan, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, God is, God is good to bring conviction where there needs to be conviction and (laughs) the reminders that like, okay, so it's on paper. Now you have to walk in (laughs) obedience with all of this. So, um, 
so yeah, summer will be crazy. Um, God willing, in the fall, I'll be entering a new phase of midwifery where I will actually be doing a lot more hands-on experience, which I'm just so excited about that piece. There has been a lot of like um, head knowledge, book learning mm-hmm. up to this point. It's not that I haven't attended um, births and you know prenatal and postpartum appointments, but um, fall is basically when I really have to actually learn practically how to be a midwife. And so I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, So yeah, those are kind of the big, you know, plans for the year. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of specific stuff after the fall other than continuing with school. And God willing, kids will be back in school. And yes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that this year... Uh, the school situation is a little more <laughs> stable, <laughs> stable yeah. for everyone's sake. You know, yeah. everyone has just had quite the year with school. So I'm hoping that that's yeah. a little more stable for everybody. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So how about you? Yeah. So for me, um, we just bought a house, you know, six, is it six? Yeah. Six months ago. I was thinking about that. I couldn't remember exactly yeah. how long. I, I <laughs> tend to think that you have been here a lot longer. It feels like that. Have. Yeah. But it definitely yeah. feels that way. Uh, so we bought a house and we live actually right next door to my in-laws <laughs> and my husband's brother and his wife and their five kids. Yeah. So it is just, it's been so much fun. Mm. Like that's the thing that I just keep thinking about is how fun that is. So one of the goals this year is to build up, continue working on those relationships Mm -hmm. and settling into the neighborhood, but, but settling into our families being so close Mm -hmm. and establishing that more with our kids and all of that. It's just good. It's good stuff. It's good and sweet stuff. But because we just moved into our home, I am hoping to do when we first bought it, we just went through the whole house and we just like painted everything white and we um, just got everything really clean, Yeah, essentially. Like that's yeah. what it felt like. We were going through and creating a blank canvas. And so now this year, I wanted to live in the house a while before we really started doing a lot with it. Mm-hmm. So this year, I think there'll be a little bit more of that, which I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to playing with the house, yeah. playing with the decor and colors and figuring out the style of this home every home is so different Mm -hmm. and one style um I love antiques I love vintage stuff um love farmhouses love craftsmen those are craftsmen are my where my heart is um but our house is a mid-century modern, fabulous house. I just actually, I really do love it. It's got an amazing layout. It does. It's really a fantastic place. But the problem is, is that's not, you know, quote unquote, what my style is. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a lot of fun reworking that and figuring out what style looks great in here, what actually flows with the house. I'm a big believer in not completely clashing your style. Like, I don't think farmhouse would work (laughs) in here, you know? Yeah. Just, it, it doesn't, it it feels odd. It feels disjointed. Um, so anyway, I'm actually really looking forward to that. Another goal or, um, whatnot is I'd like to do gardening this year. I'm so excited about gardening. It probably will be like a four by four patch is probably all I'll get to, but planting flowers for sure. 
There, there was the house came with a lot of natural landscaping because it's been here since fifty seven. Mm. But I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Lots of flowers, even if it's just scattering seeds at this point, yeah. you know. And then, um, actually planting, <clears throat> establishing my herb garden is more my focus this year, mm-hmm. and maybe a pumpkin patch. Aww. We'll see. <laughs> that would be fun. It would be fun. It would be a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I like pumpkins. Not I. Okay. You I don't, don't like, like eating pumpkins. I okay. I love pumpkin pie once a year. <laughs> One slice once a year. I actually look forward to it. That's it. Right. (laughs) And I do, I will say, I do have a weakness for pumpkin muffins. Yes. I do love pumpkin muffins in the fall. It's warm and inviting. I do like that. But I don't like orange pumpkins. I like, like for decor. Yeah. I love the blues and the creams and the white pumpkins and the kind of greenish ones. I so you want a decorative pumpkin patch. I want patch. a decorative pumpkin patch. And then I do want some orange pumpkins, like, for cooking. Although, technically, you know those, like, when you buy canned pumpkin? Mm-hmm. It's not pumpkin. It's a squash. Really? It is. Oh. Isn't that weird? Like, it's like regular pumpkin is, like, too watery or something. So they have this squash that is what we're, we all think of when we think pumpkin in the can. Really? Isn't that fascinating? That's interesting. Yeah, I just learned that recently. Huh. And I was like, oh, okay, I need to look up what those are. Okay. Grow some of those so that mm-hmm. I can have and can some pumpkin yeah. so I can make myself. Because that would be fun. I do. I've been loving learning to can more lately. Mm-hmm. I think it's not because we actually eat canned food very often. <laughs> A skill, it's a good skill it's to It's a know. good skill to yeah. have. I guess I feel a little like that. Like, I would love to learn to can my own tomato sauce. Yeah. Um, a few of those things. Yeah. Really well. I love the idea of canning, like, pressure canning stews and whatnot. But after watching multiple videos on pressure canning. Oh, scares me Scares the living daylights yeah. out of me. No, but also just the amount of steps you have to go through. And I am yes. so not a detail-oriented person. Yep. Jessica's making a face. <laughs> you might she knows yourself. this. I know, right? <laughs> no. I I grew up with my mom doing a lot of canning. Not I mean, you had a grandma who canned yeah. a ridiculous yes. amount. Yes. Um and I I like I said, I think it's a good skill to have. But except for a couple specific things, I am not particularly drawn to canning. I'm drawn to ferments yes and I'm drawn to freezing yeah I do like freezing see I I like freezing or canning that's I mean I like fermenting within reason yeah it's right (laughs) no (laughs) it cannot be the only yeah no right completely agree right (laughs) yes my house just smells like vinegar oh yeah when I'm doing all the fermenting things and then I walk in and I'm completely uninspired to cook yeah yeah (laughs) true you need like a separate ferment room yes now see that yeah. would be that's a good idea that would be handy yeah because then you could have all the good anyway yes yeah. microbes or whatever yeah well there's like you know, a happening. art to like people who are really serious about fermenting you know keeping certain ferments away from others right like there's a thought that you shouldn't have your sourdough right close to your vegetables right. that are fermenting and like vegetables should be away from like Milk, like kefirs that are, you know, doing their thing. They all thing. need to be socially distanced. Yeah. 
So the concept, that was in Montana. My pantry was mm-hmm. perfect for that. Mm-hmm. It, was bit, it was like a separate little room, yeah. basically. That was a great could, pantry. It was. I miss that pantry. I miss your pantry for you. <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah. We, we, we think we will build again one day, but. That would be fantastic. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Anyhow. So anyway, yeah, yeah. that's, um, <clears throat> I, I would love to focus on the gardening. I, I enjoy canning jellies. So it's like yes, tomato yes. sauces, maybe pickles, although I do like the fresh pickles. So I've got to, I have to learn how to do those. I have tried probably four times and each time I'm like, meh, I don't like that. To do I the fresh pickles? Yeah, to do the, you okay. know, the fermented pickle where it's just in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I can't get the taste right. So I will just say my mother, uh, before fermenting was like a thing, mm-hmm. she had a friend who always did a... She called them her illegal pickles because, oh, right. like, yeah, they were not even Kosher. kind of well, not even <laughs> kind of following any regulations that you would find right. in a canning book, like for food safety. Yeah, yeah. but it was traditional fermenting, mm-hmm. and and she it was in California, and she had like a bumper crop of cucumbers. Can you know did this ferment process with a ton of them? My dad loved pickles. And made himself sick <laughs> and doesn't eat pickles anymore. <laughs> because like we had so many, they were so delicious. Right. And he would just eat them and eventually was like, I've had so many that I'm sick of I'm pickles. I'm sick of them, I'll never eat them again. Oh, but funny. that so she her method was I mean, I remember them being amazing. Right, right. So maybe I'll yeah. ask her if she ask has her. her illegal pickle. Yeah. <laughs> I would be very curious. Method. I really would but, be, because I just yeah. I've I've watched multiple YouTube videos. I have tried, like I said, at four different times. And each time I tried a different recipe. And I just, meh. Yeah. I haven't liked them. Like, yeah. I love the, is it the Bubbies? Bubbies. Or? Oh, my land. So good. so good. And I love Clawson. So I'm, mm-hmm. I can go ferment or just regular refrigerator and love them. But I cannot get that taste right. Yeah. Just yeah, not happy with it. One time they were so salty, they almost pulled my face off. <laughs> <laughs> really puckered up it was bad oh yeah but anyway yeah so I do well yeah oh sorry that was a total rabbit trail from what I was saying about the the jellies yeah (laughs) I do enjoy canning them however I've spoiled my kids rotten with freezer jelly yeah and now they cannot handle canned jelly so I can it to give away honestly and to have it for like backup to be like you are going to eat this because I made, yeah. <laughs> because I made it. Yeah. <laughs> how, how terrible. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyhow. I think the jellies and then also, um, tomato products are the two right. things. Oh, and applesauce. Applesauce makes a lot That's of sense true. to me for canning. I love canned applesauce. Yeah. Especially when yeah. it's chilled. Yeah, definitely. Mm, it's just a so good, good staple to have in a pantry. That is. Yeah. But... My grandma, uh, my dad's mom so she used to can venison and meats all the time mm. and uh, <clears throat> of course you have to do that with the pressure canner but like that is what they ate growing up you know because yeah. you just you don't have like a deep freeze and even yeah. if you do it can be expensive with electricity you know back yep. back in the day because those were not energy efficient right machines so her husband and sons would go out and go hunting and bring home venison and she would just process it and can it and I've always thought that would be fun to try sometime. But again, yeah. I am concerned I will kill myself. Yeah. Or destroy my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is super lovely to have 
canned meat that you can literally just pop open and make right. a stew with. That right. is, yeah, it's really only good for <clears throat> stews. Is, yeah, at least that's true. Like that, that's kind of how it feels to me. Whereas, like with frozen, you can use it for everything and anything. Yes, yes, that's the advantage that's true. there. Speaking yeah. of, I need to get a deep freezer. They're all like yeah. sold out everywhere. They are. Everyone jumped really on getting the deep freezers right. in twenty twenty. Yeah, but anyway, I do need to get one. Yeah, because I, 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 I do like having. A freezer full of meat. Yeah. You yeah. know. Ransom would really love to get into, uh, like, if we eventually can get a piece of property and have, like, a small farm. He would love to get into meat processing, like, kind of small scale, but also figure out uh, other methods of preserving meats. Right. So, like, curing mm-hmm. and just kind of the old... I think of them as more like ancient crafts around yes. food preservation. So, yeah. you know, traditional smoking and yeah. curing and that just, that fascinates both of us, but yeah. especially him. So yeah. I love we'll that see. kind of thing. There's yeah. just, just, there are not enough hours in the day. I know. I know. There's just not. You have to pick the things that are most important right. and right. go from there. Yeah. But That's yeah. true. And, and the problem with things <clears throat> like the fermenting or like the curing and all of that is I feel like you need to do it well. We talked about this recently, yeah. like about cheeses and things. Like it's all super appealing to be able to make all the things. Mm-hmm. But so many of them are so finicky and so particular. And you yeah. have to have the right environment that it's, I don't want to be wasteful either. Like it's super yeah. fun. And I have dabbled in all of that and tried different things. And I've enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. But I also feel like it is not my passion to make and spend all my time making the best cheese. Right. So yeah. I don't want to really subject my family to... <laughs> to your process of figuring out how to make cheese. Right, exactly. Here, yes. honey, eat this. <clears throat> Thanks, Mom. So yeah. Super not good, but... Yeah, I completely understand. <laughs> so that's the yeah. tricky thing about that. that yeah. There are some <clears throat> things that it's like, yes, get really good at that. Find that passion. But if you like doing all the things, then maybe leave those things up to the professionals and just yeah. do all the other things that... Yeah. Are less time consuming or less likely to make you vomit. Yes. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, any other particular goals or things that you would like to be doing in the next year or Hmm. things you have on the horizon? You know, when you were saying that you want to cultivate the relationships that you have in your life, you know, specifically with extended family, um, again, <laughs> midwifery school has just been this funky time of like hunkering down and not really focusing on relationships outside of our immediate family, mm-hmm. at least in a really proactive way. Right. We, you know, we still go to church. We still go to our small group. Like mm-hmm. we're still seeing people for sure, but it's very much felt like it's kind of more ticking the boxes instead right. of actually being intentional with, with relationships. And, um, I really, um, I really want to get back to some kind of consistent hospitality. Um, whether that means just making sure that I have a coffee date once a week with someone or actually having people into my home for meals. I, you know, we talked in the hospitality podcast about how you have to figure out like with your husband, with your phase of life, like what works well for Mm -hmm. all of that. But just, I, I think that I've kind of set aside even considering how to do that at all with midwifery school. And I want to get to a place where I am combining the two 
somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just kind of having a plan for something rather than it being this thing that's like nagging at me that I should probably do, but I don't have a plan for mm-hmm. how to, yeah. how to actually do it with the other things that are going on. So, right. um, that's not like a, you know, there's not a time frame for that. It's just a general thing that I, I think, I think that 2020 actually was a really, really good year for a lot of people to realize the importance of community. I agree. Um, yeah. All of a sudden, um, we all miss each other. We all miss each other. And I mean, I just, I thought it was so fascinating how, you know, you have the situation where maybe you aren't even allowed to go to church depending mm-hmm. on the restrictions that you're yeah. facing. And I just, I thought that it was a really good moment of saying, so does church matter to me? Does community matter to me? Yes. And all of a sudden it's taken away and you're not even allowed to like practically there's nothing you can do about it if it did matter to you, but it did it matter to you before. Right. And so I I think it was, I think it was a good year for analyzing that and recognizing the importance of it as well. Yeah. You know, we, the future is always uncertain, but I think that particularly right now we're really realizing how uncertain it is. And in that, like, there's a lot of places you can go with, you know, emotionally, (laughs) your response (laughs) or like where you, you know, what you think you need to do to respond to uncertainty. And, um, it it was a year that stripped away. It did. So many things from us. It did. Yeah. And, and, and what we were left with in many ways was our true selves. Yes. Does that make sense? Oh, like yeah. Yeah. I saw that the good, the bad and the ugly, like it all just got stripped away and what people were left with. I think it surprised people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so too. I think that it, it forced the issue on a lot of issues. Yes. I know it did for us. Most um, definitely. Just like, so wh- what do we really value and are we behaving like we actually value the things yeah. that we say we value? Yeah. And yeah, community was just one of those things that was like, okay, we've always said we value community and we, we do. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah, I don't feel like we've been, um, neglectful of community, but there's, there's ways that we can dig in deeper. And so, yeah, I think a combination of like midwifery school, making things funky combined with 2020, it's just been a moment of realizing we need to be more purposeful with this and, Let's yeah. dig in. <laughs> that that's very much how we've been feeling too. We've been talking about that a lot lately with um with all that happened last year and so many restrictions and that this year, Lord willing, those things will be lifted mm-hmm. and people can go back to semi normal. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like that, okay, so you're you're you know, less last year so many so many things got stripped away. This year, let's say things start going back to normal. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you have a choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can go back to normal, quote unquote, or you can learn from the last year and things being stripped away and recognizing, you know, that core, that core self really. Mm-hmm. And does that need to change? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people aren't really willing to do that. A lot of people aren't really willing to look at that and say, is that good? Yeah. What needs to change? What do I need to repent of? What do I need to, to change direction on? Yes. Um, it, there, it's just too easy to like blame the circumstance mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> instead of recognizing, no, the circumstance allowed you to see yes. what was really going on inside. Yeah. And 
I know it did for me, most definitely. There were things that I was like, oh, wow, you have a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have a lot of desire to have things that you can hold on to, like, okay, well, we'll be fine as long as we have enough of dot, 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 fill mm-hmm. in the blank, mm-hmm. and recognizing that that was an idol in my life. Yeah. And I needed to just let that go. Yeah. And, and trust the Lord. Yeah. That like all my instincts last year were essentially to become a hoarder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I had to like not do that. I had to purpose to be like, no, yeah. we are not going to do this. We are going to let that go and trust the Lord. Yeah. And we are going <clears throat> to move forward with hosting as we're able. We are going to, um, all, honestly, in many ways, like give away more mm-hmm. rather than bring in more. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, um, and I'm going to butcher this verse, but the one that talks about, um, seek to live quiet and peaceable lives, yeah. um, yeah. And work with your hands so yes. that you can provide, basically provide for yourself, yes. but also have something to give. to give. Yeah. Um, and I think that's such a beautiful picture of one of the practical elements of community. Right. Um, we're receiving and we're also sharing. And, um, again, that, what you're actually receiving and what you're actually sharing changes from family to family. It does. <clears throat> but really seeing how can I apply that to my circumstance? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Rather than it just being this vague, oh yeah, <clears throat> community is important, but I'm not actively thinking about how I am practicing community. Right. It's, right. it's easy to have a concept that you say that you agree with mm-hmm. and you would like, you would, cheer on the people mm-hmm. who are saying, you know, practice hospitality and, you know, be there for your neighbors and mm-hmm. all that. But are you actually doing it? Do you, mm-hmm. are, do you just say that you love this or are you actively pursuing it? Right. Uh, right. And I think I, for us, at least, I think 2020 was a good challenge on that front and it, yeah. a lot of other things, but that is just one big thing that I'm uh, moving forward into 2021. Right. I really want to be intentional with. Yeah. So, that and yeah. um, I actually want to get to know our neighbors. Yeah. Not just, yeah, not just church community. Not just church community. Yeah. Not just the people that it's actually easy to practice that with. Yes. I would like to begin really practicing that with the people I don't know around yeah. me. The neighbors who live very, very different lifestyles yes. than what we do. Yeah. And, and love on them. Yeah. Like that is what we are to do. And yeah. I'm excited about practicing that. You know, some, some people are not open to that. And so obviously we're not going to force ourselves on our neighbors, but, right, right. (laughs) but where it is welcome, where there's an opening, we would really love to do that. We would love to have that be something we focus on as a family this year. So yeah. And and last year it really did. It it revealed, we, we all need each other. Yes. We really do. We really need one another and, and we all need Jesus. But, <laughs> and last yes. year was also good for helping us see that yes. that was the thing that I said over and over again as I'd see something on the news or hear somebody say something or social media and that little cesspool situation. Oh my goodness. I just <laughs> kept saying, we just need Jesus. Yeah. That is why we need Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really paring it down to the basics. Yeah. 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 Well, so good, good stuff. Yes. Very good stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it was lovely chatting with you, Jess. Nice chatting with you too, Rhea. 
And um, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We hope that this has given you um, just a a glimpse into who we are. And we're looking forward to moving forward and seeing where this podcast goes. We are. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to the Crowded Table Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where you enjoy listening to podcasts. You are welcome to contact us via email. Our email address is thecrowdedtablepodcast at gmail.com. We would love your questions, comments, feedback, and we will respond to you. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at The Crowded Table Podcast. We would love to have you stop by, make comments, um, tag us in photos, and also use the hashtag MyCrowdedTable. We would really love to see your crowded table, what that looks like for you. And we can, with your permission, of course, share your photos and encourage other women. Yes. Let's, let's fill up Instagram, let's fill up social media with pictures of lovely tables. Social media could use a good dose of that kind of stuff these days. I agree. And it doesn't have to be lovely in the sense of staged. Yes. Your lovely table because it's your life. Yes. And all the good things that come with that and the fullness of that. So thank you for listening and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.